Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is called Fingerbiter. It was written by Michael Lebossier, and you can find it in the Call of Cthulhu Miskatonic repository at the drive-thru RPG. This is going to be a two-shot. It is, I believe, the second time that we've run this. I am your game master, and this is episode one. The characters in this story are all part of a sleuthing group appropriately called the Mousetrap Club. It investigates weird happenings and unsolved mysteries in and around London. Let's have them introduce themselves. Grant, why don't you go first? All right, tonight I'm going to be playing Alfred Zurich. He is an alienist, a practicing psychiatrist in London. Uh, originally from Boston, but came to England to study psychiatry at uh, King's College London. Uh, he's a stable-minded person, person of strong will. He's got a, a jet black hair, a bit of a receding hairline, round framed eyeglasses, usually very well dressed. Um, he he thinks that the, the human mind is the most complicated object that has yet been discovered in the universe and that it's, that it's, its capabilities have just barely been scratched. Um, so that draws him naturally to be, be, become a psychologist and a psychiatrist. He's from the psychoanalytic tradition of Freud. And in fact, one of his treasured possessions is that he, got, he has a letter from Sigmund Freud uh, that he usually keeps uh, keeps in his his coat pocket. Um, he's constantly analyzing other people, although he doesn't usually verbalize it. And uh, he's good at sizing folks up and judging their character. Um, he's he he likes the Mousetrap Club because it gives him kind of professional cover to investigate unknown and mysterious things that if his colleagues knew he was interested in might besmirch his professional reputation. Mm -hmm. So that draws him into, into this group. Um, yeah, that's uh, Alfred Zurich. All right, cool. Zane, why don't you go? Uh, evening, gentlemen. Uh, my name is Liam Buchanan. Um, uh, as you can probably see from my attire, I've never worked a proper day in my life. Uh, yes, that's right, I come from family money. Um, I met my uh, fellow compatriots of the uh, uh, Mousetrap Club uh, when I attended Harrow, where we all went as young boys. Um, uh, we made the club there. It was started off, we just enjoyed reading all the adventure and mystery novels. And then bloody, one of my messmates, Xavier Cordova, uh, decided he wanted to become a private investigator. And then one by one, we all started being dragged into his as, as consultants. Who does he think we are? Sherlock Holmes, for Christ's sake. But anyway, we all got involved, and all of a sudden, the Mousetrap Club became a real thing, and we've been solving crimes for a while. So back in Harrow, as I said, one of my messmates was Xavier Cordova, and the other was Alfred Zurich, who has now become one of those um, head doctors, you know, sends people to the madhouse. Um, and our other two friends, um, they were messmates together, was uh, Professor Garrett and... Uh, Edward Baker. Um, so yeah, I sort of sit around, um, drink all the expensive uh, booze, and um, I was the captain of the shooting team as well. well that's about it. Magnet. As you were. You go. 
Back there, here we go next. Hello, so my name is Alexander Robert Garrett, or better known as Professor Garrett, as I am a professor of history at the University of London. Some people might find me peculiar, and in many ways, perhaps I am. Um, I'm a lonely man, about 50 years old, and uh, most of my spare time I spend uh, engaging in my community. I'm a firm believer of the Education Act. This is something that has been very important for me over the past several years. And I hope for a quick um, implementation into our society for the benefit of education, especially with young children. I am in the Mousetrap Club because uh, frankly, I don't have too many friends. I've been quite a lonely man ever since my lover died 20 years ago. So these days I can either be found at the location of the Mousetrap Club or in the Regent's Park, which is also a very fun location. I'm a sharp dresser, not in the dandy way, but more in a dignified professor kind of way. I'm known for my ice blue stairs and um, my students constantly say that it's, it's possible to hide anything from the professor unless you meet his gaze. Excellent. Um, Simon, you want to go next? Uh, unmute. <laughs> Hello, my name is Edward Baker. I'm a real simple guy. I don't really stand out in any circumstances. What really stands more about me, reason why I'm not completely fading in the distance and anything like that is I have a passion in general and it shows. I kind of am kind of connected to my tarot cards. I use them quite a bit and yeah, I like my son, my family, despite being young and just 20. Okay. Yeah. Um, Josh. That's about it. Cool. Josh. All right, all right. Let's keep it short and sweet. I'm Xavier Cordova, private eye. I'm kind of in charge of the mousetrap club, you know, all that jazz. I'm joined with my compatriots. We've got this. We're going to help an old friend or something like that. I don't know. I, I'll let the others... Do all the big words, things. I just keep to the investigating stuff. So uh, let's go on to our journey. All right. Uh, so having gotten that out of the way, let's begin our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> our story begins in late May. The year is 1925. It's early evening and there is a light rain that's falling. Members of the Mousetrap Club are gathered in the sitting room of Dr. Alfred Zurich. He has called you all together to discuss a letter that he received this afternoon. Uh, gentlemen, um, I received this letter from an old friend that has quite alarmed me. I think the contents may interest you. Uh, allow me to read it. My dear Alfred, it's been quite a while since last we corresponded, 
and I hope this letter finds you in good health. I only recently heard about the passing of your wife, and I am very sorry. My dear friend, I need your immediate help. I am in serious peril. I cannot turn to the local authorities as they would think me mad and probably have me locked up. What I need is someone with an open mind and a keen eye. In case you didn't know, I'm no longer living in London. I began a personal journey some months ago to conduct genealogical research on my family. This has led me finally to the small village of Dunville in North Scotland. My research has been difficult, and now I have met with a terrible accident. At first, I was dismissive of the gravity of my experience, but now I know the foulness is undeniable. I must ask your help in this matter, for I feel that you are the only one that might save me from this horror. If you can bring assistance, some members of your club who might be able to discover what is happening to me and how to stop it. Come quickly, please. He ends that with an exclamation mark. Sincerely, Clarence McDougall. Well, as you, as you can see from the, the tone of it, um, why this letter from a, from a personal friend has me, has me concerned. And uh, while I recognize that you gentlemen may not have a personal interest, the, the vague allusions to a mystery, I, I, I thought, would surely uh, 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 pique your interests. Well, it is quite an upsetting letter, I would say. But Scotland. Well, we would have to be up for some travel. Well, it's uh, dreadful have. weather up there. Do not worry, gentlemen. It's always dreadful weather up here. Uh, do not worry, yeah. gentlemen. I'll make sure we travel in first class. Mm. Always nice. coming through for us, uh, Mr. Buchanan. Thank you. Another problem, Alfie. It, this letter is quite upsetting, I would say. The foulness he was speaking of? It's all very vague. Um, he talks about uh, dismissing something, uh, but recognizing how foul it is now. Uh, I, I really don't know. I, I mean, I've known, I've, I've known him for quite some time. Uh, I've always had a lot of respect for him. He, he's a bit of a loner. He comes from a, a very a wealthy family. Um, Always, uh, always traveling, and and, and, and f to far off regions. Uh, I've actually lost contact with him for the last few years. Uh, I don't know him to be a be a be a man who exaggerates. Uh, but, but so I, I will try to say this respectfully. But judging from the letter, because it is a rather peculiar letter, I would say. Um, are you sure that he has all the horses in the stable, so to say? Um, what might you be uh, hinting at, Professor? Oh, 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 nothing, nothing. Just, never mind. It's just a question. You're the head it doctor, is... Alfie. You tell us. <laughs> is your friend mad? <laughs> Always such a discreet gentleman, aren't you? From, uh, from what you know of him, Alfred, he's always been a very clear-headed, sober individual. And, and 
if he has gone mad, that certainly uh, might be of interest as well. But but it would very it would surprise me. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's onto something strange. Well, if he is mad, then all the all the more reason to help him. I would say. I don't know what your what your time is like, but uh, I, I'm actually keen to 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 make this trip. Uh, uh, sooner rather than later. Talking about oh. strange stuff, uh, I'm gonna use my tarot cards and, uh, well, trying to see what they tell me. Okay. And while thinking about what what is uh, what has been said in that letter. Why so don't while you're doing that, I'll um, I'll go uh, book some sleep uh, some compartments on the sleeper train to Scotland. All right, that's the Flying Scotsman, is the train. Um, we'll get back to the tarot in a moment. Uh, when you look at the schedule and the train, uh, this is pretty much the route that you'll be taking. Dunfall is all the way up uh, at the very top of Scotland. Um, you'll take the Flying, uh, flying Scotsman to Inverness. And then from there, you'll have to take a, pri a smaller train um, to, it's actually won't be able to go directly to Dunval. You'll have to go to a couple of little towns before that mm -hmm. and then uh, get a ride or uh, take a bus or something to Dunval. It's very small. All right. Well, I'll, I'll make all those arrangements while they're doing that. So, uh, Edward, you pull out your uh, tarot cards you shuffle them and you think about the uh, uh, you think about the situation and the first card that comes up is that I'm in this it's the tower upside down which is not such a great one the third next card the six of swords Okay. And the third one, the magician, upside down. It's probably enough. <laughs> we won't do a whole reading. <laughs> um, yeah, that seems a little disturbing. I'm gonna just look at the cards and uh, be kind of focused on them for a bit of time uh, in a very, yeah, concentrated matter. All right. <clears throat> so it doesn't take uh, Liam very long before he comes back. Uh, he's got uh, first class tickets on the Flying Dutchman uh, leaving actually uh, early in the morning, uh, somewhere around two in the morning. Uh, however, the trip is still going to take about 14 hours. So, right. But you also have time between now, it's only about six in the evening right now. Um, if you want to put anything together to take on the trip with you, obviously you're going to want to take clothes. Mm. Um, 
Clarence is staying at an inn. Um, so there's probably room at the inn. The, uh, the red boar is the name of the inn. In Dunbar. I've never been uh, uh, that that far far north. Have uh, any of you, you gentlemen, been been to this Dunville area? No, but I've been to Inverness. Yeah, I've been to Inverness as well. Yeah. Grizzly, Grizzly case up there. Well, I went up there for a retreat. I went there for a shooting season. I think maybe we had a guest professor from Dunwell at one time at the University of London. Hmm. But I don't know the place. Well, this all intrigues me, gentlemen, and I am glad we will go on this trip. I don't know, something about that letter from your friend, Alfred, it just really gets me, it gets my mind going that there's got to be something more to this. And it, I really want to check it out. So I'm with you all the way, Alfred. Don't you worry. Well, I'm glad, glad to hear that, Xavier. And I, I figured you would be in with the... If there's danger involved, uh, you're usually the first to raise your hand. Of course. Excuse me, my middle name. There is danger involved? We didn't discuss oh, definitely. this. Definitely. From what my cards tell me, from the tower upside down, the seven, the, the, the six of swords and the foul uh, upside down, that doesn't seem like something other than ominous. Oh my. Hmm. So what you're saying, Edward, is we need to be careful going by your card malarkey. That's what my card tell me. My card. Oh. Well, keep and that in mind. And he went there to to do some research on his family. Do you know, do you know the gentleman's family? I know that he comes from a wealthy family, but I don't, I never met, met Your either money? his parents. Yes. I, would I know of his, of the family being in rich family circles? Not necessarily. Um, they're, I think they're, they were based in Virginia. Oh, so they're American. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. They were Americans. Cute. Well, I've never heard of them, and so they, they can't be that rich. Well, I mean, you would know if they were. Yes, I would. I just read. I just know that. I rounded packs. <laughs> Clarence never had to to work a day in his life. Uh, he was always always taken care of in in financial ways, but. Uh, All right. So, yeah. how would you guys like to prepare before you go? Um, Xavier, you were about to talk. Sorry. No, that's fine. You continue. Voice in my head. Well, what would you do? <laughs> what What are you going to do before you go? I'm going to pack light because it's what I do. So I'll just pack light. I'll have my uh, I'll have my revol I'll have my revolver. Obviously, I'm not going to bring and probably my course just in case i'll bring them with me anyway i'm not going to bring anything too heavy because i'm not expect i'm not really expecting danger it's just as a precaution 
I think I'm going to go the same way. I have an encyclopedia at home, but I don't want to abuse of the of the offer of uh, of Mr. Buchanan. So I'm going to leave, the, leave it there. Uh, professor? Well, I'm, I mean, all my students are now actually engaged in some field work that I already gave them last week. So for me, it's just a matter of packing some suits and, oh, and it's the weekend, isn't it? So that would require some dinner attire, but uh, yeah. And some wax for my mustache, of course. I mean, it's just, it's just a small trip, right? We're, we're supposed to be back in a couple of days. So yeah. Makes sense. Uh, what day is it today? Oh, we'll say it's uh, Friday. Okay. Uh, I am going to go home. You said it was about six. So I'm going to shoot home and I'm going to get my servants to pack a bag and all that sort of stuff for me. And then I'm going to get dressed and go to the opera. Mm. And what then opera I, uh, are you going to go see? Uh, La Traviata. Good choice. So I'll go to La Traviata, then I'll make my way back, um, put on the clothes that's been laid out for me, and make my way over to the uh, to the station to meet up with the others, exhausted as usual. Yeah, I'll have probably gone to a bar, actually, because I'm only packing light, so I'd have gone to a bar and had, and just probably just sat there. <laughs> I'm going to do some research about my three cards that, uh, that I drew and tell my family that I will be, uh, I won't be here for two days or potentially more, I don't know. Okay. So, so that they are aware of, uh, of the fact that I won't be there. Um, in your research, uh, the tower, the tower can mean disaster. Um, okay. Um, it's difficult. It, it really has to go by your own gut feeling, what, what it might mean. Um, okay. The same with the Six of Swords. Swords is usually violence of some sort. Um, the Ten of Swords is the worst card. That's, that's really bad. Uh, this is a Six of Swords. And then the, uh, the Batelure, uh, the, uh, the Magician, we say in English, uh, it's... Uh, it has to do with something supernatural that might be involved. Okay. Now, for those who are people who are listening, I don't know anything about tarot, so don't text me and say, <laughs> that's what I'm saying it means. <laughs> um, yeah, eh, I mean, the fowl, the fowl has the same idea but in another another way so yeah <laughs> there's there's always a way it, it's going to have to do with the way you feel inside when you, when you yeah. see things <clears throat> all right so i'm going to i'm going to go home as well and uh, not pack anything particularly special just uh, uh my notebook and and the derringer i'm i, I uh, thinking about clarence i'm going to dig through some shoe boxes of correspondence and so forth, dig out any old letters just to uh, sort of reacquaint myself with the last time that I corresponded with him. I might also, I've got uh, in, in the living room, I have a, a small library of 
of, of travel and history books. I just want to look and see if I've got anything perhaps on Northern Scotland and this, uh, this village in particular, uh, if it's got, a, if there's something unique about it or, or history to it that uh, uh, might be mentioned. Okay. Um, why don't you go ahead and do a library roll. A 33, that's a success. Okay. Well, you don't get anything in particular about Dunfall. It, it shows up on some maps and it doesn't show up on others, just depending on how detailed the, uh, the map is. You can see uh, from some of it, you can see that the, the Flying Dutchman, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the Flying Scotsman goes up to uh, Inverness and then there are there are railroads going out from there, but they're more uh, rural um, and much smaller. And that it looks like the nearest town to Dunval is uh, Halhain, uh, which is about ten miles from Dunval. Um, a lot of the villages and towns in in the Highlands. Uh, were built around structures. So maybe there was, there's lots of castle ruins and, and things like that all over the place. Um, uh, makes it a very picturesque area uh, to be. Other than that, the land is pretty stark. Lots of grass, lots of rock, not as many trees. Um, there's so many there's so many Scottish families that have history there. It's difficult to focus in on anything, but you don't find anything about the McDougals in in general. Um, so if he says that's where his ancestors may have come from, he's been doing a lot of difficult research to get to that point. Okay. All right. So you all arrive at the train. Um, the Flying Scotsman is fairly, uh, uh, you know, well, well appointed. Um, and the trip is going to take you 14 hours. Um, you get up to Inverness and it takes uh, another couple of hours. Well, it, it takes 14 hours total. So uh, you've gotten there, you've gotten on another smaller train uh, that's taken you to the village of Halhain. And you are, you've gotten off the train in Halhain. You are 10 miles away from Dunfall, uh, but there doesn't seem to be any connection or bus or anything. People have cars in this town. Um, it's, a, it's a fairly small town. You think Dunval's probably a lot smaller. Um, there, there are a few... There's a main road with some industrial buildings and it looks like their main industry might be wool. Um, there's a couple of wool plants and things like that. Uh, but it's, 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 it's a pretty primitive village otherwise. Not a lot of luxuries. Um, it may be that, uh, you know, as you're cruising down the street you can guess that you know there's a there's a couple of small hotels and restaurants there might be some uh, street walkers over there and you know it's it's small 
but you don't immediately have any way to get to Dunval unless you want to walk 10 miles. What would you like to do? What time of day did you say we arrived? You arrive in Halhane at 4 p.m. Okay. The question is, do we want to go to Dunwell tonight? Because I don't it's, know. What do you think? Well, it is almost dinner time, so maybe it would not be a terrible idea to stay here for the night. At the same time, I do have to get back no later than Tuesday, so maybe we also should get get to it. Are there any hotels here? Do you know if there's any hotels? Yeah. In you can see there's a couple of small hotels. Well, yeah, I would let's say... Flip a, let's, uh, let's flip a coin then. Um, so I'll pull out, a, I'll have some kind of coin um, and I'm going to do, um, I'll just do highs and lows on a dice. So highs, heads, tails, lows. Heads will go, uh, will carry on to Duval. Tails will stay here the night. We're heading on. I'll, let's go find someone with a car and I can throw some money at them. All right. Well, that's actually not that hard to do. Um, <laughs> in fact, as you're standing there trying to figure out what to do, um, some, uh, I don't know, 20-year-old in a uh, truck um, stops uh, for a moment at a stop sign, and he's right there, and you say, hello, <laughs> would you like to take us? Here's some hello, money. Good set. <laughs> he's like, yeah, what do you want? Uh, could you uh, please take me and my uh, ruffians friends here uh, up uh, to uh, Duval? We've uh, we've got some. Uh, we've got to go to what was the what was the inn called, Alfred? The boar. Red Red Boar. The Red Boar. Could you take us up to the? You red want boar, to go to Dunval, eh? Okay. That's the one. Yes. Well, climb aboard. All right. And so he's nice enough to take you to Dunval. Um, Dunval is smaller. Uh, mostly mostly houses, uh, huts. Um, farms, uh, lots of sheep uh, that you can see. There's sheep farms around. Um, there is a, a small inn, two stories, uh, made mostly out of uh, stone, um, and it's got a red boar um, as a sign that's hanging in front of it. It looks warm and inviting, uh, even though the weather is very, it's chilly. It's very chilly outside. Also, I'd like you. It's 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 uh, uh, it's late afternoon. I'd like you all to do a spot hidden. So regular success. That's an extreme success. That's a big old fail. All right. Eleven. It's a hard. So those of you who failed, you're looking at the end. Nice looking little end. Those of you who passed, you notice that the road continues up, up a little ways, up onto some grassy hills, and there is the ruins of what looks like a large stone building that has crumbled. Um, you don't know if it was a castle, a keep, a tower, or whatever. Um, now do a history check on the ruins. Does that look recent or 
No. Or more ancient. Okay. No. It looks like what you'd expect in Scotland, like an old castle or keep oh. that's fallen down. Uh, professor, you don't find any information on it at all. But then again, like I said, there's so many of these out here in the Highlands um, that uh, it, that's not surprising. I've got to ask you a question, Edward. You're, you're into the uh, occult spooky, kind of stuff. You yeah, can say kind of, Yeah, the, the dodgy stuff, yeah. Um, so what do, you, what do you get from that, that ruin up there? What, do you get a feeling? Do you see yeah, anything? Yeah, I'm going to yeah, try to get what I feel from it. And as usual, when I do that, drawing the, uh, drawing the cards. Well, it is a tower. I don't feel something specific from it. From here, at least. You're not sure. Yeah. Except that it is odd that your first card was a tower. And there's possibly a oh. ruined tower right there. This is uh, effectively... Um... Odd that I, threw, that I drew first the tower and we found a broken tower here. But I don't especially feel something special from it. Wait, wait, I, yes, I'm, I'm getting a feeling from it as well. Get, it's a pile of rocks. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> the, um... All right, gentlemen, this is enough horsing around. Let's head into the inn. <laughs> yeah, I would kill for a pint right now. All right. Um, you step inside and it is warm. It's warm and inviting. There's a fire going in the fireplace. Uh, there are a couple of people uh, sitting down here, uh, drinking, greeting, eating, um, just sort of enjoying the evening. Everybody turns and looks as you step inside. And um, a gentleman uh, behind a desk uh, comes over. Uh, uh, yes, gentlemen. Uh, would you be staying overnight? Do you need a room? Oh, hello. Uh, the, the, the name is Alfred uh, Zurich. We're, uh, we're calling upon a, a, a tenant of yours, uh, uh, Clarence McDouvel. But yes, sir, we will be uh, uh, staying the evening. Okay. When you say his name, um, this look comes over his face uh, uh, of... of surprise and uh he, he sort of looks up like this he says you say you're here to see mcdougall uh, yes is, is is that a problem sir uh no um it's just that he's finally quieted down a bit uh he's on the second floor uh room eight is he Warden? sick well uh He's making a lot of racket a lot of the time, a lot of noise. How long has he been staying here? A uh, couple of weeks, him and the other boy. I'll break off at this point and kind of rush up, rush up to the second floor to, uh, to roommate, just to check on my friend. All right. Someone should go with Alfred. I'll, I'll sort the rooms. Yeah, yeah, I'll just have my key, please. Thank you. Uh, as, a, as a quick note, has he talked about strange things or anything like that? Oh, I don't talk to him, sir. Uh, but uh, 
he's he's been disturbing the guests. Now there's nothing I can do about that if you if you want to stay here, but there's no place else in Dunwall to stay. I followed Alfred. I followed Alfred. Okay, we've yeah, we've had a few guests followed. leave because of the noise, but uh, you know, when I'm booking, um, doing the rooms and everything. I'm making sure my room is the furthest away. All right. Um, we'll just say they give you one, two, three, four, and five. Make it easy. Okay. Um, and, and Clarence is in eight. All right. Uh, Alfred is first up the stairs. He walks down the hallway. By the way, the inn is very nice. Very rustic, very nice. Um, you uh, walk down the, uh, the hallway and just as you are about to get to the door, uh, you can hear a noise through the door. Oh, oh, God. Oh, 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 oh. And you can hear steps. The, the floors are wooden floors. You can hear that somebody um, is moving around in the room. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll go to the door and knock. Clarence, uh, Clarence, it, it, it's Alfred. It's Alfred. Oh, open the door. Um, the, you hear steps come across the floor and, uh, the door opens and it opens, you know, this much. And a gentleman, um, kind of sticks his face out. He looks like he is maybe in his mid twenties. Um, rather handsome, young, uh, clean cut, um, dressed in a, a, a turtleneck sweater. And he's like, um, yes, uh, who are you? Uh, do a spot hidden. Uh, a 43, but I'd like to burn three points of luck and make that roll. Okay. Um, you you can see somebody who looks like Clarence um, in a bed on the other end of the room. Um, who are you? Uh, uh, Alfred Zurich, a, a friend of a friend of uh, Mister uh, McDougal's. Uh, oh yes, he wrote you. Yes. All right. My my name is David. Please. And, um, and this is this is Xavier, a, a friend of mine. Uh, nice uh, to meet you, um, David. Uh, what's wrong with Clarence? Oh well, I'm, he can he can tell you himself. Um, please come inside, uh, and and you can see Clarence and Clarence is Clarence is lying there in bed, and you can see that his hand is bandaged up, and he's gripping his hand like this, and he's going, "Oh God, oh, oh." Um, and uh, David says, uh, "Clarence." Uh, uh, your friends have come from London. And he's like, what? What? Oh, oh, oh my God. Alfred, Alfred, I'm so glad you're here. And uh, David just sort of stands over to the side and lets you in. Uh, Clarence, what, what, what's going on? Uh, are you ill? Have you injured yourself? Oh, oh, what a, what a horrible, horrible thing. Uh, Oh, you've brought some with you, some people with you. By now, the rest of you have worked your way up the stairs. You probably heard the noise. 
um, upstairs of the whaling. Please, uh, all of you, uh, come inside. Uh, 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 it'll, hopefully it'll, it'll, it'll stop in a moment. What will stop? What is wrong with you? Please, please come inside and... Uh, uh, I, I, I suppose I, I should I should explain everything to you. You see, um, well, it, it, it might surprise you to know that besides all of the, uh, the research that I've done in my life, uh, history and so forth, I, 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 I knew nothing about my family. Uh, my own family history. I, uh, in fact, uh, when I checked, uh, it seemed that my, my family history began in the United States uh, somewhere around 1783. Uh, I, I know that doesn't sound uh, very odd, but uh, uh, since so many people started in the United States, you know, they didn't always keep track of their, their ancestors before that. Um, I don't know if you know it, Alfred, but my family, the, the, but they're very wealthy. Um, their wealth comes from gold. Um, my family has had uh, a very large amount of gold, uh, and it has lasted all of this time. Uh, through my research, I finally managed to trace my ancestors all the way back to this village. And uh, I set out at once to come here to see what I could learn about my family. Oh, 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 and now, now I greatly regret it. Uh, uh, you see, uh, oh God, God, he reaches for his whiskey. What is wrong with you, man? Come on. What is wrong with your hand? Spit it out. I... I, I've lost a finger, and... Uh, Clarence, have you seen a doctor? Are you, is this just some homemade bandage? No, I, 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 I saw a doctor. I saw a doctor. Uh, Did we come all the way here because you lost a finger? You don't understand. I, I came here in search of my family history, and I found way more than I bargained for. You see... You, I don't know if you saw it or not, but there are ruins up on the hill. Uh, that was at one time my ancestral home, uh, something that I was not aware of, but uh, was uh, uh, built a long time ago. And uh, I wanted to go and see it. You see, I, I suspected I suspected that there might still be gold there. And uh, the villagers warned me not to go there at night, but did. And there was something. It, I, I was, I was in the dark, in the shadows, in the ruins, and I, I, I could hear something something moving inside the stones and and then there was something 
something like uh, like a rat, but bigger than a rat, and it it was it it came from the stones, and it it I didn't get a good look at it. It moved very fast, and and it was nighttime, and something yanked my hand, and before I knew it, my finger was severed from my body, and I, I staunched the flow of blood with the handkerchief, and I, I came back to the village, and my assistant, David, there, uh, he took me to Halhane, to the doctor, and he, he, the doctor, he did a good job of, of stitching it up, but The thing is, I still feel my finger, and something is gnawing on it. You can still feel your finger? I can feel it, and it's gnawing on it, and it hurts. <sighs> You're saying a, a big like, rat bit your finger off? I told the doctor. I could still feel the finger. And he told me about uh, phantom limbs that people, when they cut off their hand, they can sometimes still feel them. Yeah, it's, it's ca Clarence, just calm down. It, it's, it, 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 it's, it's a quite a common occurrence. No, no, after no, 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 no. I don't just feel itching. I feel like something is chewing on my finger. Right. right. What do I feel from him? Anger or fear terror yeah terror yeah. and um ang excruciating pain right. and and he's like uh, he says if i uh, if I, I don't find some way to make it stop i i think madness is going to overtake me the only thing i can think of is i need the finger back you've got to find that finger you've got to find what took my finger Clarence, back to me. Clarence, calm down. Try, col collect yourself. Uh, could I try like a psychoanalysis role just to calm Clarence at this point? Sure. So, I finally uh, made it up now from down the thing, so, so I'm skipping in now. I, I'm here to search for a finger. I've done weirder cases, but a giant rat thing, whatever, finger. Edward, I think this is in your spooky area of expertise or whatever it, it would be dumb enough to lose a finger all right gentlemen let's get, give give him give him give him a bit of time we'll get to the bot the bottom of all of this uh, it was a success on the psychoanalysis okay um you managed to calm him somewhat um uh the other people in the room can do a uh I guess a, a spot hidden or a psychology on David. I think that psychology have much either. They're both Eighty-six. Regular, regular pass. I'll go psychology because they're both the same. So psychology. Savior, okay. um, you get the impression. Uh, that David's being very patient, but he's a little impatient. Liam, you get the impression 
because you got a really good role that David's concerned, but he kind of thinks it's all nonsense that that he might be going a little crazy. I missed a lot of what, well, pretty much everything the guy said, so I just think like, okay, cool, yeah. Um, um, Alfred, um, he he takes your hand with his good hand, and he's like, please, 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 you have to get it back for me. Please, please, you have to get it back. I'll go insane. Clarence, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to give me, give me, give me more than this. Uh, uh, what, what, what information do you have about about this this tower? Uh, we weren't here long enough for me to collect any information. I uh, I was too eager just to get out there to the the tower and take a look for myself. Everybody warned me. Do you want me to take a take a look at that at that finger? I've got some some medical training. If if you if you want to, if uh, um. The thing is, is I, I think the villagers know things. They must know things that, that, that they didn't say. They just told me not to do it, not to go up there at night. I, I'm going to roll with the punches, Saren. You say you can feel your finger. Can you feel where your finger are? No. I, no. Whatever it is, it's still it's tearing at my finger. And, and he suddenly calls out loudly. I look around at the others. I, I didn't bring bring a sedative or anything. Oh, and you can see he's drinking. I was going to say, I think he's been drinking a sedative. <laughs> it's it's not uh, helping. I mean, I'm uh, when, I'm uh, when he takes you. another swig, um, I'm actually going to say to David, I think he said his name was, I'm going to say, uh, how much of... Um, of that has he been having? Well, I he's only filled the flask once today. It's whiskey, but uh, yeah, yes, he said at some point. I don't want it to get out of hand. Yes, shouldn't be drinking that much. He's not used to it. Well, on top of that, before he drinks out too much, I'm going to ask him. Do you remember how? big rat was and I'm gonna give him some measurements. It's too dark. It was too dark. That's okay. it was a flash and fur and something something bit my finger off. What do you know of the ruins? You said this was the home of your ancestors. It's a McDougal Tower. Uh but it McDougal Tower. It, it fell down a long time ago from the looks of it. I would like to get a look at the wound. He's All right. taking the bandage off. I'm out of here. <laughs> um, you take the bandage off. Um, there is a little bit of bleeding uh, directly around the missing finger, and it is his ring finger that is missing. Um, so if I was grabbing the wrong hand, whatever. Uh, 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 the the finger is missing from the knuckle out, so it's it's just that that's left. Um, you can see that it's been carefully stitched up by a physician, um, so the, the the bleeding is just leaking a little bit from the wound. But uh, 
looks like it's actually been a, a pretty good job has been done on, on stitching it up. And in those moments when he's showing it to you, if he had he has let's say a minor attack, it's it's not this part that he's talking about. It's this part that he's hmm. and he's grasping to, to, to as as if he could stop it by grabbing it, but there's nothing there. So you know. So Clarence, you're you're convinced that your missing finger is being gnawed on by this rat-like creature that is in this tower, and you and 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 you would like us to go. Yes, find please, it. or I will lose my mind. I can't oh, sleep. I'm gonna pull everyone a step back just to have a little bit of privacy and. Um... Do you want Are to leave sure? the room? The room's no, kind just of small. Take, okay, yeah. Maybe maybe it would be good for us to have a chat outside. Okay. Uh, well, does that include I, Alfred I, or just the yeah, other guys? Oh. Well, I'm kind already of take... out in the hall because I, I left before the right, bandage right. came off. Oh, yeah. If you want some privacy, I can go outside if you want. I think he wants to talk to you in the hall. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna go into the hallway and talk to Liam and whoever is uh, yeah, coming with out. me. Yeah, because I want to I... step out with you too. Okay. Yeah. In that case, when if you all look like you're going to step out for a moment, then uh, David takes over, and he goes over and he gets like a cold, cold compress and and does uh, Clarence's forehead. Okay. Hold, hold tight, Clarence. Hold tight. I just feel that he's now. So, gentlemen, I seem to have, uh, I seem to have missed quite a bit of what was going on. He's lost a finger. He lost the finger, yes. and he claims that a giant rat is currently gnawing on his finger somewhere, and he wants us to find it. So, my question is: Is he completely bonkers? Should we should we investigate it? I mean, we we did stranger things in the past. That is true. Uh, I just don't want to waste our time in case he is uh, cuckoo. Well, well, I mean, in my professional opinion, and in, in in interviewing him, and the way that he's grasping the finger, and in other cases, and the history that I know with the man, I I really don't think that that he's that he's crazy. I, I, it's a crazy story. Don't get don't get me wrong, but the man himself does not strike me as insane. Does and he we look also... tired? Does he look tired? Yes, he looks yeah. exhausted. On top of that, he's he's looking really tired, more so than a normal rat bite. You know, uh, I know that in France they have a rat of that size without the tail, and those can bite hard, but not, not to, enough to inflict that kind of pain, except if there's a disease or something like that. Well, even if he's fucking crazy, we could go check. We could go check yeah. it out. Yeah. It's not, it's not going to harm if we go up there. We don't have to be looking out for a finger, but clearly something happened to him when he went. Well, up it, there, it, so. it's it's too late now. It's dinner will be ready soon, so we'll we'll have dinner. We'll go mm. out first thing in the morning. 
We can't be yep. digging around there in the middle of the night. But no, go no, by daylight true. so we can see things properly. Yeah, and we didn't have a proper dinner yet either. So it's do do they have food? Does anyone yes. know? Did anyone check? Okay, good, yeah. good. It's an inn, so yes, they have food. It's an inn of prison. <laughs> if, if in fact uh, Clarence is under the influence of some kind of psychosis, if we actually could retrieve the finger and him see it, it might snap him out of this crazy story that that he has concocted in his head uh so regardless we i think we can do the man some good yeah that that is true but i've just got like maybe we could in the morning go and check it out but i feel to get the actual kind of false immersion to actually be able to picture what happened to him we might have to go in at the night at night so we can really I like to be personal with my cases. So being in issues, nighttime, going there, I'd definitely be able to get a sense of really what well, might have happened to him. Enjoy <laughs> yourself. That if you get in trouble, you. yeah. We're close enough to there, I'll probably hear you. I don't mean to. Maybe we could go in the morning and then we check it out. We do a bit of scout, but then we go back at night. Or maybe not all of us. But some of us. I'm and not going, right going now. there. Definitely going there. The six of um, of swords is actually connected to violence, so potentially to pain. I have to think about that during the night. Do you know what else the six of swords pertains to? A piece of paper. Stop it with the bloody cards, Edward. Live, live. Always the same argument, eh? Calm yourself. He believes in his malarkey. You oh. believe in your malarkey. Leave him to it. Liam, have, have yeah, but some My malarkey's food. been aged for 12 years and smells amazing. Yeah, that too. Calm down, eat steak, <laughs> enjoy yourself, and I'm sure you will feel easier about the cards once you're fed. You know how you get when you get hungry. True. Let's, true. All, let's all go downstairs. And... Yes. And get something, something I've to sorted eat. Sorted all of our rooms out, and I'll hand out everyone um, uh, the keys to their rooms and stuff like that. Beautiful rooms, thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm curious what the what the locals say of this McDougal Tower. Is there a library or some collection of books in the in the inn? Um, maybe some light reading or uh, newspapers or things like that, but nothing, nothing heavy. Um, what you could see as you came into the town is there's not much more, uh, like I said, than the inn, a few buildings, maybe a couple of shops, uh, maybe a church up on, you know, at one end of the town, um, probably Church of Scotland. Um, but other than that, it's, it's pretty small. It's not deserted either. You do see farmers and sheep, sheep farmers here and there and so forth. Uh, but it's not a, it's, it's barely got electricity. Maybe we could have a chat with the innkeeper while we wait for our dinner. Okay. That makes sense. All right, so you go downstairs. And the innkeeper seats you uh, in the uh, near the fireplace. It's nice and warm. 
Um, and the food is uh, is rustic, lots of lamb. I guess. Yeah, they would because that sheep's stomach, so. All right, I'm having yeah. haggis. Got to get into the mood of it all, my friends, you know? Got to... No, I'm not having haggis. Sorry. Oh, it's, Maybe it's tomorrow. If you survive tonight, I'll have some tomorrow. It's not that I mean, bad, if guy. there is a specialty, if there is a specialty here, I'm definitely going for the specialty. The specialty is whatever they happen to be cooking. It's usually stew. <laughs> and have some Doing homemade bread. Let's go in. You only live once. You might as well have some haggis. Just nothing with fingers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, where where have you folks come from? So, I should do the. So, where have you folks come from? Sorry, <laughs> my, my Scottish accents might be horrible, but. That's quite right. Um, we're from London, lad. And I am doing a Scottish accent back at him. Yeah, why are you, why are you pretending to be a Scotsman when I know that you're an Englishman? Uh, well, it just seems more fun, lad. And, and, you know, I've probably got some Scottish in my background, so it's all yeah. right. Your voice is grating on my ears. Um, all right. Where do you folks come from? You obviously came from uh, London. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what's with, with Mr. McDougal upstairs? Uh, uh, he comes in a couple of days ago with his buddy and yeah, got his, uh, got his finger bitten off, so he says. Uh, that seems rather appropriate, don't you think? Well, considering Considering what? Cause, yeah, considering what? Considering the legend of the nine-fingered McDougals. The nine fingers? Oh, Oh, you're going oh. to have to elaborate. Ah, so well, here's that. I, I look at Alfred and I'm like, oh, his family history, there's nothing wrong with him. They're not mad. You've got <laughs> some explaining to do, buddy. Well, I wouldn't say that, nobody. The, the, story. the <laughs> story goes that, uh, you know, the, uh, the McDougals, uh, they were originally a well-respected family. They, they moved up here. They rose to a position of great prominence with their wealth. And they're uh, they're trading. They uh, they did shipping, uh, and they built the, the tower up on the hill. You probably saw the ruins as you came in. Uh, the village prospered, uh, grew up around them, uh, and then madness came to the tower. Um, apparently, they all went stark raven mad, and uh, ended up uh, dying all within the space of a few months of each other, and. Uh, uh, sometime during, just before that happened, uh, old uh, Andrew McDougall found gold on the property. And uh, that's apparently where their wealth came from. Uh, seems that uh, they had uh, uh, cousins who, like you, were in London. And uh, they came up and they uh, took care of the, the, uh, the, the place uh, once the others were dead, and uh, one night the whole place uh, blew sky high, uh, like a bomb went off, and uh, the uh, uh, the American cousin, the survivor, he uh, uh, gave money to the church and then uh, left for the United States. Hmm. Hmm. And when was that? Oh, 1700s sometime. 
I don't know. There's uh, probably more records uh, of the stuff in the church, church records, maybe. Can I, can I ask you, and this might sound like a strange question, but is there any talk of rats, of big rats around the ruins? We told McDougal not to go anywhere near those ruins during the nighttime. Mm. Because it's, of the rats. It's dangerous, yes. There's some people say there's lots of rats up there. And uh, uh -huh. I am just not surprised that he got his finger bit off. Well, I can't imagine a rat big enough to do that. It's not the first time we've heard of people losing fingers over there. Oh. Well, so if you, if you listen to me, don't go anywhere near that place at night. But don't, in the daytime, it it's okay. Did you hear that, Xavier? Not at night. Yes, but we have, but to really, to, to really get the feel, it. we've got to go at night. <laughs> You've been warned. Uh, sir, pardon me the question, but I know that in France there is a rat about that big, but do you know approximately how big the rats may be around here? Well, honest to God, I haven't seen anything much larger than a smaller rat around here, but... Uh, who knows? Who knows what evil lurks up there in those ruins? What, uh, what interests me, though, is what, what could have made the, the explosion? What could have made it blown up? Was yes. It, was it I don't know. natural explosion? Or oh, no, I don't like think so. I don't think so. I think, you know, the ground up there is all blasted and uh, hmm. burnt. Uh, nothing grows up there. No grass, no flowers, nothing. So something blew it sky high uh, just just wrong. before that uh, that fellow left for the United States. Do you think possibly he might have done it on purpose? Who yeah, knows? Maybe to We're talking a couple of hundred years ago, so... Maybe to cover something up. That that's is usually why... Xavier. That's yes. usually why people blow things up. In most cases, people blow things up to hide... And then, and then get out secret. of town. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, plenty of people have snuck up there and looked around to see if they could find some sort of secret cache of gold, but so far... But just, just to clarify, the McDougal family line has a history of madness. Well, I think that's what the rumor is. Right, yes. Alfred, I think you need to change your job because you're not very good at this. <laughs> well, thank you for He's your information. Mad. Thank you for your information. We appreciate it. This tigus is lovely. You mentioned the, the, the nine-fingered McDougal. Now, how did they get that, that name? Part of their madness. Apparently, they all chopped off their own fingers. At least that's the rumor. That's Which the finger is being chopped off in this rumor? I have no idea. Okay. They say that I'm going to take a look at the third card I drew at the beginning, the, the magician, and there it is. Well, it is mad. It's, it's, it has to do with magic, so who knows? Mm -hmm. Assuming that your, your card cards are actually telling you anything at all. <laughs> are there any other guests in the, in the end? Dining no, program. afraid uh, we had a couple of guests the other day. Uh, we had a guest a couple of weeks ago, a traveling salesman. Um, mm. 
other than that, no, nothing at all. Uh, now that he, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. McDougal is up there howling away, nobody wants to stay. They stay a night and then they move on. No, it, it might be worth, Alfred, uh, seeing if we can get your friend back to London where he could have some proper medical attention um, and, and things. And also to, to help this, um, this man's business seems to be uh, not doing too well because of him. Um, yes. Uh, so possibly we should look into getting him moved and headed back. I'm sure David um, can uh, travel with him and get him back uh, safely. The only the only thing I am concerned about is that if if he's really if he really has gone mad, um, uh, as you put it, I would call it a psychosis of some kind, centered on this missing finger. Uh, it actually might help for him to see the finger. Uh, well, we can still find the finger and get it back. To trans him, but I'm trans cool. Transporting him in the state that he's in, hmm, I would recommend against it. Well, how long are you expecting to keep him there then? Because well, if we're if we're up in the morning the to, to to look in the tower, uh, uh, we very well may be able to discover the the, the finger for first thing in the morning. Uh, and if there's nothing more to it except that uh, poor Clarence has has gone off this gone off the deep end, then that will be the end to, end of it. Uh, well, I'll tell you what: if we if we don't find the finger tomorrow, as you say, and, and we we do, we'll do a proper search, then uh, tomorrow we'll organise transportation for him and David to get him back to um, back to London, where he can have help. We'll uh, at least revisit it in that in that circumstance. Yeah. I'll pay for everything. Don't don't worry about that. I was just wondering because it's it's interesting your theory here that he might be concerned with his finger, and even though he cannot feel someone gnawing at his finger, getting the finger back would ease his mind, so to say. But could it also be a solution to tell him that we saw the finger and it's lost and it's definitely not being eaten? That is a way to potentially putting him out of a fake Because illness. if it's all in his mind, then if we convince him yeah. the finger is safe, then maybe we can help him. I do, I do feel for him. I mean, that would certainly be an alternative that we could consider if we don't discover the thinker. Well, it's getting late. Let's, uh, let's head to bed. Uh, we'll meet tomorrow morning and we'll, we'll head up to the, um, the tower. How's that sound, gentlemen? Mm. Yes. Um, yes. Xavier yes. gets up and walks across the room. Uh, you notice that he's walking over uh, towards someone sitting in a chair, and you realize that it's David. He must have come down the stairs when you guys were, were chatting. Uh, he's reading a, a little book. I take a seat beside him. Oh. Um, Hello. You're one of uh, Clarence's friends. What can I do for you? Yeah, actually, I was a little bit intrigued. What are you, what are you reading, if you don't mind me asking? Um, H.G. Wells. Oh. Oh, well, I'm not, I'm not much of a, a book guy, but that's an interesting, uh, interesting. It's um, a good book. Um, Clarence is 
calmed down somewhat, um, probably from the alcohol. That's um, good. He should rest for a, a couple of hours at least before he uh, starts up again. Uh, could I ask you, really just a question, can I get your side of the story? What happened? Well, we arrived. Um, I, uh, I'm his friend, but also his assistant. Um, he likes to do a lot of research. Uh, we arrived here. I was uh, setting things up and he was asking people questions. I don't know what, but he came up and told me that he was going to go up to the ruins. I didn't have any opinion one way or the other. I wasn't aware that people had told him not to go up there at night. Um, I sat down to read, and before I knew it, he came running in, and he was bleeding all over the place. And okay. uh, he had me uh, run him uh, to Halhane, to the doctor, uh, Dr. McIntosh. Just, just as a little query, did, did he ask you to stay, or did you choose to stay? Why didn't you go with him that night? Oh, I just, I didn't know he was actually going up there. Oh, the okay. So he kind of snuck out. Well, he just, he, kind of. Mr. McDougal does what he wants. And if he That's needs fair. me, he calls for me. Oh, I, I know, I know someone a little bit like that does what they want. Well, it's not the way that it sounds. It's, uh, well, like I say, we're, we're, we're friends. I've been traveling with him for quite a while now. Has, has he been acting weirdly before this, or was he no, just... No, no, I would say he he seemed to me perfectly normal, rather um, rather uh, intense at times, uh, very, yeah. very passionate about history and, and things like that. Uh, no, I would say that his current behavior is quite bizarre, quite, quite different. Um, the um, the 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 gnawing thing that yeah. that developed a little while later. Um, see, I I took him to the doctor to have him stitch him up, and he wasn't he wasn't that concerned at first. He thought maybe he had he told me that he thought maybe he hooked it on a rock or something, and and that you know it must have fallen on the ground and he couldn't find it but but then he 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 started telling me that he could feel it and that something was attacking it and then he seemed to confess that something had attacked him in the dark uh, it was a little confused i'm 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 myself i don't i i don't completely understand what's going on but uh you know if if a man had his finger taken by a rat or something, he certainly wouldn't rest until, you know, he wouldn't rest well until he knew that whatever horrid creature had his finger, you know, was taken care of. Yeah, that has a piece of himself. Well, so, I don't know. Um, do, am I to understand uh, Mr. Zurich is a psychiatrist, uh, an alienist? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes, but he is one with the mind. So maybe he so. can help him. I don't know. Maybe. We, there's a, there, we're a weird bunch of people. We've got, everyone does their own bits and bobs. Well, he seemed to have some trust in you. He wanted, 
wanted his friend here, so. Well, uh, does he look? Does does he seem like he's telling the truth? This guy, that's kind of. I've never known him to lie. I don't see any reason why he would. Okay. And uh, out, out of like not speaking to outer character, can oh. I, can I do a psych roll sure. on him now? Sure. Uh, I'm. I'm just going to spend a look to pass. Okay. Just one point. And then... He seems sincere. Okay. Um, you can also tell there is a... He's trying to be very proper, but at the same time, you can tell that he's concerned. Okay. For Clarence. Well, it was nice talking to you, David. If I have any other questions, I'll come of back course. to you, but I'll leave you to your if there's anything I can do to assist you, please. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. And I go find Alfred. I'm assuming he's... Yeah, you guys are still sitting at the table, I imagine. Right. Alfred. So, he's kind of saying, basically... I, I, I'll re- basically, I'll relay what you said to me, to you, okay. Alfred. So, just to save time. So, you see, what do you think about all that? It's a bit weird. Well, I, I mean, I'm oh. based on my interview with uh, with Clarence uh, earlier. Uh, I, I will only admit that the story sounds crazy and bizarre, but the man himself s- seems quite sane. And uh, it takes a professional to recognize the difference that. The, the 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 words coming out and the story that someone can tell can sound crazy but the mind underneath is perfectly sane. Um, this, uh, this whole situation it is, quite, is quite bizarre. I mean, everybody's saying the same thing. And sorry, Mr. Buchanan, but it goes with my three cards. Well, I know it might be sound strange. I'm gonna. Ta- I just. I don't say anything. I just take a big drink. I understand it might sound strange to some people. It's just how I feel. Understandable. Well, I mean, s- strange or not, I I think you you brought up a valid point from Dave because even if he cannot feel his finger, and I, I don't believe he can feel his finger, but I can very much relate and sympathize with the fact that it must be hard that some foul creature is in possession of a piece of your body, your flesh. Yeah. And I could very well understand that he would like us to hunt down and kill the rat or get the finger back, or something like that, because it's, well, it's not a, a pleasant point. idea. That's well, a good point, Gareth. We could possibly, if, even if we just found a, if we could somehow kill a rat or something out there, yeah. uh, and then bring it back and be like, oh, unfortunately your finger's gone, but we caught the rat. Exactly. Well, we can just go down to the basement of the local butchery and get a rat yeah. and kill it. And... <laughs> yeah. Oh. You're By welcome way... to try, but I think that that plan will end up failing. I don't think it will be convincing <laughs> to Clarence because I don't think that the, that the man is mad. Uh, I don't think that a, the, somehow he needs that finger back. Um, well, he, leave he it to a professional to, um, to destroy the good theory of amateurs. Well, well look, how, how, long ago, how long ago did, uh, did he get bit? Do we know that? Um, 
couple of days. Yeah, two days. Right. Maybe, right. maybe three days. Maybe three days ago. All right. So let's say, it, I mean, a couple of days. It's been gnawing, whatever it is, been gnawing on the finger. By the chances, by the time we get to it, there's probably not going to be that much left. So that's what I'm saying. Relying solely that you're going to be able to find the finger to physically show him the finger is madness. Especially if there are rats, because rats, they like to nibble on things, and if there are loads of them, and there's a finger down there, they might have nibbled on it. Yes, so but... get, get that thought out of your head that we're going to find the finger to bring back to it. Then let's go, let's go rat hunting, boys. I, I, did, bring, I did bring my derringer. By the way, can I throw a roll for um, can I throw a roll if I know something about possession or something like that? Sure. Well, I have a question for Garrett um, and Six, Edward. Sixty-five. What is my? I passed by five points. It's not okay. a hard. Well, I mean, be. the idea that there are benevolent spirits that can attack and overpower the mind of a human being and take over their body. There's been a lot of, there's been a lot of that in human history. So whether, whether it's true or whether it's some sort of psychological defect in humans, who can say, but the effects seem to be the same, that the person becomes convinced that they are possessed and sometimes a Exorcism can convince them that they are no longer possessed. It's been used I'm, in psychology before. I'm gonna so. tell that um, to, to Professor Garrett and tell him you were talking about possession before. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong, but perhaps not in the same sense that you're thinking of because I was just saying a possession, like he is, seems possessed with it. Not that he is actually possessed by something, but just his behavior is, it's irrational. Well, I'm, I mean, leave the man some room. That as an option. I'm just telling that as an option. As a last resort, potentially, we can try an exorcism. Or... I'm just saying. An exorcism. Well. Well, I'm having a double whiskey, and then I'm going to Yeah, I was to going bed. to say, I'm, I'm like, right, that's my cue to... Yeah. Professor, I am officially go going to go to bed. Professor, yeah. before you go to bed, and Edward as well, this is going to be a bit more bizarre, so if you thought possession was a bit bizarre. So, Edward, you're into that supernatural bull. I'm just saying, it could be, um, I could be wrong by any mean. By any mean, I could... Every, every time I can. I'm um, Professor, you're a man of history. You know you. So, is there anything in your respective fields about giant fucking rats that could gnaw a person's finger? Does anybody have, uh, I guess, history, but we're, we're using it as lore, mythology? I have natural world. <laughs> I have 14 history. Yeah, I have a lot of history, but not so much lore. Well, we'll call um, it the same thing. You can make a roll. All right. Oh, that's a hard success. All right. Only thing you can think of is something in German mythology called Das Teufel Nagatir, um, the devil rodent. Um, that you, but but in the legend, it like haunts families that are troubled. 
like if the husband and wife aren't getting along, das Teufel Nagatir will come into their house and tear up their things and damage, damage their furniture in their house. Uh, but it's usually described as this big. Yeah, so I, I tell my, uh, my friends the story and of course go on uh, into length about unrelated history facts and so on. So it's, it's oh. late at night. So. Okay, so you, basically you don't really know much. Well, about... there is this German rat, but yeah, no, I don't really know. But it's an interesting fact, you must say. It's, yeah, that is pretty interesting and yeah. it's something to keep in the old noggin. And it's I mean, also, if you trash your home while having a drunken argument with your wife, you can always blame the big German rat. So I would say it's... I mean, just saying, from what I've understood about history that I've learned, big animals like rats kept on getting smaller and smaller. So it might be that possibility too. Like we're talking so. about a prehistoric rat. Not really prehistoric, but rather ancient. I need a whiskey, kid. Yeah, I was going to yes. say, I'm, yes. I'm <laughs> definitely leaving at this point. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would actually get... like to have a whiskey on the, on the what well, terrace or outside in the fresh air and, and a whiskey. You guys know prohibition is a thing, right? Oh, that's Not true. in the Highlands uh, of Scotland. Not in the Highlands, <laughs> yeah. no. <laughs> I don't think in the in Europe. No, no, not was, no. That was uh, the United States. We were yeah. okay. It's why they smuggled from us over yeah, to them. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it had been, but I don't know when. Don't it would know when it would be an interesting it. conversation. What do you mean we can't drink whiskey? <laughs> what the fuck would we drink? Water? You're disgusting. <laughs> it's full of germs. Your strongest um, whiskey, make it a do actually give me three doubles. Fuck it. Oh, we've got <laughs> some new stuff in the morning, lad. We've got some new stuff here. It's an Isla, it's called Lafroig. Probably like it. Then we're or, having a bottle of Lafroig. I don't care what it is, I just down it. All right, go to bed. Can we, while well, we're standing outside in the cool night here? Can we see the tower from from our location? Vaguely in the dark. Oh. Do we see uh, anything? Any lights? Anything? No, there's no on? lights. There's no lights no. over there. No. Right. Other than the moon, that's yeah. gibbous. Is it a relatively short walk up the hill? Like it's about a hundred yards, maybe maybe a hundred and fifty yards. So. I, Are you suggesting going up there now? After dinner? No. My my only concern is that Clarence right now is quiet. Uh, David mentioned that, you know, his his rants may may pick back up in a couple of hours. It was a thought that crossed my head, my mind. We I know. Liam expressed concern about going up at night. Alfred, oh. if you want, me and you, and maybe Garrett if he's up, or Edward if he wants to, we could just go for a quick stroll. We, we wouldn't, wouldn't have, have to. to we go. wouldn't have to go in the tower. No, we could just. 
look around maybe look around the area not go in just to see if we hear anything or see anything out of the ordinary at night as strange things seem to happen at night up there apparently I agree but we don't go in we we need to wait until the morning to see it in the daylight and then maybe explore at the night if we don't find anything in the day. Well, we we should we should grab a lantern. Yeah. I mean, if it's only a couple of hundred yards, then I can. I'll tag along. I'll smoke my pipe. But Do you think I, it's I hope a it's waste not... waste of our time to knock on Liam's door and see if he wants a late night stroll? Or... I think I think he'll be. I think he'll want to come. Knowing Liam, yeah. he'll be like, oh, why the hell are you coming? Why the hell do you want me to come up there with you? Oh my god, I'm not going in there. There could be dangerous things. Little they said not to go up there at night. <laughs> I mean, he, I can he, hear him pay for the, he was very kind paying for the tickets and he got his first class on the, on the train. I think if, if we're going up there, he should have the opportunity to join us. It's only fear. Well, you can knock on his door then, Garrett. <laughs> yeah, you know. I will, I will go over there and gently knock on his door. Right. So, Liam, they knock on your door. Yes, hello. Uh, Liam. Hey, what's hello, Garrett, what's up? Sorry, to, did I wake you up? No, 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 no. It's fine. I was having a pipe. So, the boys had this uh, rather ridiculous idea about having a walk close to the tower now in the middle of the night i see um, i see it it was not my first choice of after dinner entertainment but then i was thinking hmm. maybe you would like to come along and we, we can have a pipe and some fresh air would do us well hmm. Hmm. and i just sort of <laughs> and close the door <laughs> All right, guys. I, I I don't think he's coming. I I did I did kind of warn you, Gary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, I know. But you know, it's with Liam. I always had to try. You know. Yes, I, I know, I know. Yeah. Well, gentlemen. All right. So you take a lantern, and uh, you step outside. And you realize that it's pretty dark. Um, so the, the lantern casts a kind of orange glow around you. Um, you can see the ground, but the, the trees and the rocks and the, the buildings are, are fairly dark. Uh, not so much as you're in the village uh, because people have lights on, um, but you get to the edge of the village and you, you can't really even see uh, the road. You know there's kind of a gravel road that you're on. Um, you know that it leads forward. And if you continue walking forward, you can definitely see it under your feet because of the, the lantern. Um, there are some bushes and brambles and things on either side. And you know that you are, you're going uphill a little bit. Um, the road kind of turns around and you can see the ruins are on your uh, right hand side uh, up ahead 
and the road turns towards the ruins. And in the darkness, you can vaguely make out the shape of them. There was obviously some sort of structure in the center, uh, but there are blocks um, everywhere, as if they have been flung out from the center. Um, and so they don't really make an, something you can easily see. They're, they make rough patterns and, uh, you know, as if you were looking at a gigantic pile of, of rough, sharp, obviously hewn stones. Um, you can't see any details. It's just too dark. And it also looks pretty treacherous because the stones aren't all flat. They're at, at every angle sticking up out of the ground and, and where they have uh, been thrown a couple of hundred years ago. Uh, it, it, it's a question of whether you want to risk breaking your ankle or twisting your ankle um, going into the ruins, but you can see the extent of them. It was at one time a fairly large structure and it extends out ahead of you and to both sides quite largely with a pot, bigger pile in the middle. Um, so I want to conduct a little experiment, I say to my friends, and I pull up a tiny piece of meat that I had in my pocket from dinner and I throw it just a couple of yards in front of us. Now okay. let's see if there's a rat here. Okay, do a luck roll. Everyone be quiet. Success. Um, nothing happens. You wait, nothing happens. You don't hear anything. You can hear crickets. You can hear the wind. Mm. But you don't hear anything crawling around. And realize you're still about 100 feet from the middle of the ruins here. Like I say, it would be very treacherous to try to climb in there at night. It makes it think that it would be very easy for somebody like Clarence, if he actually was crawling around in there, to wedge his finger between two rocks and snap it off, or maybe. Wow. What do you think, gentlemen? I'm not seeing any animal activity up, up here. I'm not hearing anything. But it looks rather dangerous to be stalking around here at night. I mean, all these rocks thrown about, and uh, we don't have proper lighting. I mean, the lighting, but... There are literally a thousand places that things could hide. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I would say we go back to bed, and um, or we go to bed, and we check it out in the morning. I mean, yeah. if we want to see it at night, I, I agree, this is an interesting idea and we could see what, what he's talking about, but I still think that we should really see the area in daylight and find a safe passage. Uh, maybe we can find a good spot to observe at night, uh, do some preparations. We have some days, I mean, we're not in a hurry. I think that's okay. a very reasonable assessment. And also, if we make some marvelous discovery tonight, Liam is never going to shut up about it. So let's wait for the morning. We might also want to talk to that Dr. McIntosh, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. The, the finger guy. And there's the church, isn't there? 
maybe uh, Correct. one of you, or maybe Professor uh, Garrett and Baker, you two are kind of in that field. Maybe you could go check out the church and then maybe me and Alfred and Liam can go and talk to that. Yeah, but maybe not now because I had not three right whiskeys already and the church oh, would not course. appreciate that, I would say. <laughs> no, in, in the morning, and I don't think Liam would uh, care for us trekking out <laughs> to go talk to a doctor and the doctor won't appreciate yeah. it either. But in the morning, in the morning. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I'm completely beat this long um, long uh, train journey and then... Uh, you are very tired, yes. Yeah, yeah. the finger. Yeah, let's get, let's yeah, get back yeah. to back to the inn and to bed all right so you all go back to the inn and uh we'll assume that you decide that you're going to uh, go to bed uh, as you are approaching the inn to a uh a spot hidden wall oh jesus christ 99 i think i drank a few too many whiskey mm -hmm. 93, I think it's the same thing. I don't really take alcohol well. <laughs> well, I do because I got 03. Oh, nice. I got a hard success as well. Okay. Alfred, as you're walking up, you get the very strange feeling that something is watching you. Watching you rather intensely. Um, you look around, and as you do, you think that somebody on the second floor of your inn is peeking out the window. Professor Grant, uh, Professor uh, Garrett, um, you get the same feeling and you look up at the inn and uh, you realize that Liam is looking at you guys out the window watching what you're doing. Oh, gentlemen, there's a creep in the window staring at us. That is on us. And, uh, We've been caught. You He's probably you, jealous. <laughs> you get back to the end. You go upstairs, and uh, Liam does not open his door. He pretends like nothing has been happening. And uh, we'll say you all end up going to bed. Maybe you have a nightcap. Um, everyone, do power rolls. Success. Success. Barely. I failed. All right. Those of you who failed, um, you have the feeling as you're sleeping that something is watching you in the dark. And you wake up abruptly when you hear Clarence in the other room uh, call out in, in pain the way he's been doing. It doesn't sound unusual. It doesn't sound like something's attacking him. It just sounds like he's going, oh, God, oh, oh, my hand. Um, those of you who passed, you managed to somehow to sleep through it and get a good night's sleep until <laughs> the morning. Jesus All right. Next morning comes and you all meet downstairs in the lobby. Um, uh, the, uh, the proprietor, who by the way, his name is Cole McKinney. Um, he uh, has breakfast for you. Uh, nice 
nice breakfast. Uh, what would you guys like to do this morning? Clarence has been off and on, you know, uh, you don't see David right now. So David's probably up there taking care of him. Gentlemen. Well, this obviously, maybe we, in the afternoon, we go check out the ruins. But uh, Liam I just... we were doing that this morning. I just thought we could. There was an idea that we were discussing last night, Liam, hmm. that uh, maybe me, you, and Alfred could go over and speak to the doctor who treated um, our screaming right. friend. And uh, Edward and the professor here can uh, go to the church and uh, do some research in their records. I'd probably say Edward's the last person that we should be sending to the church. Yeah, I, I would say might, Edward. I he mean, might have uh, first into play. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, let's switch that up. I'll go with the professor to the church, and Edward can go with you and, uh, and uh, uh, Alfred to the doctors. Actually, that kind of arranged myself because I didn't slept from the night. I have a tired looking face. I felt like a piece of meat tonight. I don't know why. You Did felt you... like a piece of meat. I felt observed, observed by something. By the a moment. A strange, Edward. I had the exact same feeling, like I was being watched in my sleep. It was, it was very weird. Very weird indeed. That's peculiar. Um, I'm going to look at the three cards I, I drew at the beginning. So what time is it now, uh, Keeper? 8, 8 a.m. Um, okay, well, let's, uh, Professor, let's have breakfast, and then uh, yeah. we'll head over to the church. You're, you're having we'll breakfast. Yeah, we'll, we'll finish this up. You and I will go to the church. These three go after the doctors, and we'll meet at the ruins about midday, around lunchtime. Sounds like a plan. All right. Now, the doctor that. is in Halhain, 10 miles away. Um now, what, what, uh, to what end were we wanting to see the doctor? The, um, for the rat bite. Just to get his view on the, uh, just to get his view on the situation, Alfred, because he might be able to tell us more about what, from his medical opinion, what he thought of the whole thing. Whether it was he, actually a bite, because he would have seen the yeah. wound when it first happened. At if it was time. a bite or if it was a, a torn off or snapped or, you know, could have been. Right, right. I was yeah, going then. to say that um, Clarence has a very nice car and Clarence and David are willing to let you borrow the car. So that's not a problem. Um, okay. Would there be someone in town that would have horses, Tom? I don't know. Do they use horses in Scotland to, to in maybe farm? I don't know. Yeah, it's not really that kind of farm area, so people do have cars. Oh, well, I'll, probably ask the, I'll ask the innkeeper if, uh, if there's anyone that would, would rent me uh, a horse. Well, um, if you want a horse from that time, it's more something like the horse to pull like the plow horse, right? Big ones, not really the one that go fast. You don't want the car? 
I, I'm, well, I'm not going, I'm going to the, uh, to the church with, uh, the church is just down the street. Oh, you, wait, you, you could basically saying, cover this whole, whole well. town in five minutes. I ride well. <laughs> I ride yeah. well, but I do not drive well. <laughs> yeah. Hal, Halhane would take you a little bit longer to walk all the way around it, but, but Dunval, you could pretty much do it in 10 minutes from one end to the other. Cool. All right. Right, so we finish up our breakfast and head off our separate ways. All right, so let's see. Who shall we do first? We will do the church first. Okay. Okay. Um, those of you who go to the church, uh, you see that it is a, it, the church is the Church of Saint Edward, and the name on the thing out in front of the church is. Alan Gibson, uh, Reverend Alan, Alan Gibson. Reverend Alan Gibson, Minister Alan Gibson, and there's the church, which is a, a lovely old stone church, um, actually in fairly good condition. Um, it's 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 obviously old, uh, and there's a, a side building, probably where the minister lives. And you can see smoke coming out the the chimney. So what would you like to do? Should you go directly and uh, to his house, or should we have a little peek around the, the church first? Possibly if the door's unlocked, we could possibly go uh, go have a quick look around. We won't snoop around too much, but then we can go speak to the, the minister, as it were. Yeah. The, uh, the, the doors to the church are open. So we're just going to have a look around inside, see if there's anything standing out of place or anything in peculiar. Not particularly. It's it's um, a little bit stark. It looks like possibly when the church was built, it might have been built as a Catholic church and that eventually it converted to the Church of Scotland, uh, which is, I believe, a, a, a Presbyterian church. Uh, I, I don't want to say it's a branch because that's probably wrong, but it's very similar Presbyterian uh, Church of Scotland. Um, so there's no statues or anything like that, but there are beautiful stained glass windows. Um, the church itself looks like uh, it would have taken some money to build this church. I um, I'm a little bit uh, concerned with all these rumors and the rats and the this history of the. Um, of the tower and so on. So I'm going to have a look around and use my occult school to see if there's anything um, pagan, anything sticking out that shouldn't be there, that it seems weird okay. inside. Okay, go ahead and do your I'll one. just do a general spot ahead of I'm definitely going to feel... like him because, yeah. Edward, you're with the doc you went with the doctor, Finn. Yeah, I think uh, I was going to the, to the church for personally. Oh, so you wanted to go to the church. So he wants to go to the church. All right, so I'm, all right, sorry, I'm at the doctor. Then we, uh, yeah, we, oh, well, um, you could be at the church too. No, sorry, <laughs> we swapped because we, we thought probably not the, uh, don't send the, the occultist to the church, but that's fine. Oh, I'll, mm. I'll, I will have gone with the doctors then. That's okay. Mis miscommunication. How did you do on the occult rolls? Oh, I failed. I'm using 22 points of luck to, to make it succeed. Don't, don't bother. There's, there's nothing unusual about the church. It's a church. Uh, uh, from what, if you guys have been into churches before, it looks exactly the same as any other church. 
Uh, like I say, it's got money, uh, which is kind of maybe a little unusual for the fact that it's in a little country church out in the middle of nowhere. Um, it looks like it would have held a larger congregation and, um, and that there's been some money uh, involved in the church. Uh, the the say, preacher doesn't seem to be inside the church anywhere. But would you say that it's excessive, that it's, it's so uh, well, um, well that it seems strange or no, uh, it's doing well? Perhaps it was built in a time uh, when there were more people in Dunfall. And it was built in a time when there was a little bit of that excessive uh, Roman Catholic uh, opulence. Uh, so now it's a little bit less than that, but it's, it's pretty well. You don't imagine that the church in Halhain looks this good. Mm. I mean, Catholics were like that. Yeah. Let's, it's let's the house of God, talk, so it's um, pretty, yeah. Let's go talk to the priest, but Edward, I must say, you know, I love you dearly, but talking to the priest, you cannot yeah. bring up your cards. I mean, yeah. this is a conversation stopper. So we need to, whatever, after we leave the priest, you can say whatever you want, but please be a Christian yeah, while we're there. I'm putting my cards in my briefcase and okay. I close the, brief, the briefcase, so. And mind your language, because I know you can't help yourself. Yes. So I guess we're just going to walk over to the house of the minister and knock okay. on his door. Um, all right. So you knock on the door of the minister, and uh, you hear his voice inside. Uh, yeah, it's just a moment. And uh, he comes over, and he opens up the door. He says, well, now, we've got ourselves some visitors. Uh, what can I do for you? Have you seen the church? Well, uh, good morning, Minister. Uh, good morning. My name is uh, Professor Garrett, and this is my good friend, Edward Baker. Uh, we have actually seen the yeah. church. We, we took the liberty to have a quick look. It's a very beautiful church. Uh, do you have a lot of members in your flock? Uh, not so many. The, most of the people in the town come. Uh, very few don't. Uh, unless they're working, they've got, uh, you know, their sheep to take care of. But uh, uh, I've got a fairly good congregation. Our people are uh, good people. It's a God-fearing... Uh, it's a God-fearing town, yes. That's nice. Yes. And sheep uh, is the main the main source of income here? Wool indeed, yeah. Friends. Sheep farming, that's pretty much all that's going on here. So... Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't probably introduce myself, but I am actually in, a professor of history. And uh, I must say that I got quite intrigued by this uh, structure. You have a, a ruin. It looks like a tower or some sort ah, of- Ah, the MacDougall stronghold. Tower, yeah. Yes, yes, the MacDougall. Can you tell me about this? I, I'm not familiar with it from my history books, which is very peculiar. Well, it's, I believe that it was built sometime in the 15th century. Mm -hmm. um, the church records probably have all of the details. Uh, they, you know, mm. they keep all of those sorts of things in the church records. Uh, as I recall, uh, it blew up one night. Uh, at least that's what everybody says. Nothing will grow up there. Uh, people think it's cursed that the devil dances up there and that uh, there's some sort of evil. I don't know if any of that's true. I think a lot of people are treasure hunters and they 
like to find out if the McDougal fortune uh, is mm. still up there buried somewhere. But uh, personally, I think that it's uh, a bit of nonsense. Fun yeah. for the tourists to think about. Hmm. But the devil as, dances. Well, you know what they say. Yeah, they say a lot, eh? Uh, I doubt seriously that the devil actually dances. <laughs> But I, I heard that there was a man injured there um, the other day. I'm not aware of this, no? No, no. It, it, I have not been inside. It just looked like quite a, a rough area, a little dangerous. Oh, it's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit treacherous. Uh, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go up there during the night. Uh, very likely you'll injure yourself. You say somebody's injured up there. I'm not, I'm not really that surprised. Yeah, they, they spoke of some rodents or some pestilence, rats, and sure. Do you, is there is a problem? Pest oh, problem? No. I mean, don't be afraid. I mean, it's, it's not particularly a problem. Everybody has rats. This is the country. Yeah, of course, you know, of course. We do our best to keep our houses clean and uh, yeah, don't yeah. have much of a problem here in the church. We've got a couple of cats that uh, take care of that problem. The, the McDougal. Uh, do you know the McDougals? Well, very wealthy family at one point. I think uh, for a while they uh, they didn't do so well, but then apparently one of them uh, struck gold quite literally. Like, like uh, I think the the rumor was while digging a well, and uh, they uh, they prospered quite a bit. And then uh, you know I think they got a funny nickname, um, the 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 nine fingered McDougals. Because uh, they all went uh, a little bonkers in their heads, they uh, they lost their mind. But you know, I, I don't know. We'll have we we could check the church records if you want. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just it's... wonder because I also I also heard that uh, they were God fearing people, and and the last relative donated some money to the church. Is this? Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, not to discuss these matters, but uh... I believe that it was. Um, uh, Liam, uh, Liam McDougall, who gave a large amount of gold to the, uh, the church, um, hence the, uh, the rather lovely trappings that we still have and the good repair. We actually have a, uh, a fund that continues to pay for the upkeep of the church. It's lasted oh. that long. Uh, but, but let's go check the records. Yeah, yeah. So he takes you into a side room, and uh, there are, in fact large books and things like that with records in them. Um, over the course of, let's say the next two hours, if you want to search through the records that long, um, Professor Garrett, you find this information and you're sharing it with everybody so you can, uh, you can read this out loud. I'm sorry, it's in Trostan's church. I forgot that I named it mm. that. <laughs> so this is from the records. MacDougall Tower was constructed in 1487 in the village of Dunwall Spring, up, uh, and the village of Dunwall sprang up around it. The family experienced success in their business ventures, and they grew in prosperity and wealth. They were good members of the church and contributed in measures and accordingly. 
in the mid 1700s, the family success began to decline. Most of their wealth was gone by 1775. Then, in 1779, during the construction of a well, they literally struck gold. Almost overnight, the family was once again extremely wealthy. In December 1781, one of the family members asked the minister to perform an exorcism on the tower to drive out an evil spirit that had plagued them. It is not recorded if the exorcism was actually performed. In the weeks that followed, all six residents of the family began showing signs of madness. <clears throat> January the 7th, 1782 records the death of Samuel McDougall. January 10th, in the same year, records the death of Mary McDougall. Then on the 11th, Grace McDougall dies. Then on the 50th, Andrew McDougall dies. On the 20th, George McDougall. On the 25th, Robert McDougall. Ian McDougall, the brother of Andrew, returned from abroad. He was deeply disturbed by the death of his family. And the funeral, at the funeral, he announced his immediate intention to move to the newly developed colonies across the sea to make a fresh start. March 9th, in the same year, MacDougall Tower exploded sometime around 11 p.m. Mm. All burnable parts were burned. Ian McDougall made a very large donation to the St. Lawrence Church before departing for the United States of America shortly thereafter. October in the same year, it was discovered that the grave of the McDougall, McDougall family was desecrated, possibly by grave robbers. It's a very interesting um, they all died within the same month and quite quickly. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know, ever Edward, is it anything else you would like to ask the priest? I mean, I'm... not really. I mean, he he already answered all the questions I had for him. Hmm. Yeah, for two hours, that's that's the information that you've gotten out of it. Hmm. When uh, did this, did uh, Alfred, uh, Liam, and Xelver uh, said when they would expect to return? No, that's it. Oh, it was apparently, yeah. apparently, Ian moved to the United States, and that year corresponds to the year that Clarence could find his family's origin in the United States. Mm, mm. So Liam apparently didn't tell anybody where he came from. And it took Clarence a while to figure out where he came from. <laughs> and what seems to me a bit bizarre is, well, potentially robbers or anything like that, the, the tower blew up after they got out of it. It, it blew up before he left for the United States. Okay. And that is to me a bit suspicious because he, he donates a large amount to the church and then the tower for some reason blows up and he flees the country. 
Should I say thank you? It's a peculiar um, series of events. Maybe he thought the the house was too the door three was too dangerous and I don't know. I don't know. It smells I think this smells I, I would like to ask the priest, is there has anyone else been asking to see these records lately? No. They they were quite dusty. No, nobody's okay. asked. The only real no, reason I, fly around is that there might still be some gold hiding in there. But people have, have picked through the ruins for years, and nobody's ever come out with gold. All right, Edward, it's getting close to midday, so maybe we should just thank the priest and, uh, and be on our way up to the ruins. All right. So let's That's jump to the others. All right, let's jump to the others. Um, you uh, drive the 10 miles into Halheim. Uh, and you, you find the doctor's office. It's not that hard to find. And that is Dr. Uh, Dr. McTavish. All right, you, 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 you park the car and you go up to talk to, you go into the doctor's office. It's basically his house, but it's got a, uh, an office on one side. Um, well, what can I do for you, gentlemen? Uh, uh, Dr. McTavish, uh, Alfred Zurich, uh, we're calling about a, uh, a case uh, that you that you saw, uh, I believe it was two, two nights ago. Uh, a gentleman would have come in, a, a Clarence McDougall, uh, with oh. a finger injury. Yes, a, the young man who who'd severed a finger. Yeah, he's a friend of ours, and oh. uh, we just wanted to find out what happened to him. Well, how is he doing? Is it healing up okay? The I looked at the wound uh, yesterday, and uh, your sutures are holding. The wound looks great. He's 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 experiencing a lot of pain, though, uh, a lot of phantom uh, limb pain. Yes, he, he said that he he could feel something. Uh, nibbling at his finger, the rather strange. I, I'm sure it's just, as you say, phantom uh, limb syndrome. Uh, he seemed rather manic about it, though. Uh, it, it must have something to do with the nerves. Uh, it's not every day you lose a finger. Although, to be quite honest, out here in the countryside, uh, with the farmers and the sheep, people lose parts of their body all the time. Uh, maybe not any more than anywhere else, but probably a lot less than in the city, the big city. In your professional opinion, did it did it look like a uh, some kind of animal bit the finger off, or did it look as if he may have caught it on something? That's what he said. I would say it was a fairly clean cut. I wouldn't say that it was done with a knife. Uh, and I wouldn't say that it was caught on a rock and then yanked off. That would have been quite ragged. Um, he kept thinking that it was some sort of a large rat, but I, I wouldn't say, you know, there were any kind of bite marks or anything. Uh, it was fairly cleanly snapped off. Uh, hmm. I, I'd almost say that somebody, uh, 
I'd almost, I, you know, I, it, it almost looked as if, you know, maybe he caught it in a trap or something, uh, maybe a rabbit trap or a wolf trap or something like that that snapped his finger off. Hmm. But uh, no, I would, uh, it didn't look that unusual to me. I don't think well. we have giant rats, at least not, <laughs> not that I've ever heard of. Well, you'd, you would hope not. Yeah, he is poking up at, uh, poking around at uh, McDougal Tower up on uh, uh, Dunville. Uh, what is that, one of the, the ruins nearby? It's the ruins just above the Red Boar Inn there. To be perfectly honest, I've never actually been to Dunvall. There's a lot of little towns around. Uh, but, uh, you know. Um, so, nothing unusual, basically. I wouldn't say so, no. So oh, it does. A, you know what? It does remind me of something. Okay, I'm intrigued. Continue. Well, you know, there were a, there's been a couple of ladies, uh, you know, the kind of ladies I mean, ladies of the evening. Uh, okay. It seems to me like maybe a month or so ago, I had a, one of the ladies of the evening come in and she'd also lost a finger. She had also, whereabouts did she lose a finger? On her hand. Exactly. Yeah, I know, I know that. I was on about web apps. Well, you know, that sort of profession can sometimes involve a bit of violence. And uh, she seemed rather True. vague about it. That she... Uh, I, I, I don't remember all the details. I'm getting kind of old. But I'm pretty sure there was something in the newspaper about it. She um, was from yeah. coming from Dunville? No, she was from here. Hmm. I don't know that she ever went to Dunville. Do you, do you know? Do you know if we could get a hold of that newspaper anywhere? Or you'd have to look around for it. Maybe there's one out in the. The I, I think that my uh, secretary, though she replaces them quite often, you'd have to check around town. Maybe in a, a pub or something, you'd find uh, an older newspaper. See what you could find. Why don't you two? go find the paper and I'll go find the women of the night and interview them. Of course. <laughs> we don't even... What are you going to do, Liam? I wouldn't you recommend. Gonna... You might get some diseases from them. but uh... Or lose a finger. Liam, you're going to go around like every woman of the night trying to find this specific... <sighs> um... Sir, uh, we don't have that many ladies of the night. We're not a profligate town, uh, but exactly. uh, I've got a few. I'm just, I'm just going to question them. Just ask them a few questions. Let me, uh, let me, let me check just a moment. I, I do, I do have a parakeet that I, uh, I use newspaper for. Let me check in the back, see if I've got uh, some newspapers. Uh, he goes, he goes off into the back. You guys want to talk about? We might go a little over two hours tonight, so that's okay. What? We start a little early. Hmm. This is, this could be a little bit strange if there are two cases 
Exactly. Well, so. I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, from what the doctor said, it wasn't a bite. It wasn't a bite, and it didn't seem to be uh, a torn off from getting caught in a rock. He thought it was thought it was a rather clean cut. This is so, uh, well, well, not remember adding the up. legend. Remember the legend. They said that they all went mad and cut their fingers off. True. So I think, uh, I think there's potential that obviously this madness causes them all to go and cut their finger off and then go, oh, it got bitten off and I can feel someone gnawing at it. I, well, well, he was adamant. He was adamant that he saw something in the dark that came up and, and took a bite out of his finger. And it was here's, a, here's the article here and he hands it to Liam. Oh, here we go. The Halhain Herald. From the Halhain Herald, it's a local newspaper. Uh, the missing fingers. Police are baffled by a number of bizarre assaults that have taken place over the last few weeks. Four local women have had one of their fingers removed. A Miss Clara Camshorn has told reporters that she was assaulted by a man while she lay unconscious, but apparently removing her left ring finger and carefully bandaging it up. When she regained consciousness, she was alone in a back alley of Halhain, not far from where she had met the man. She remembers very little and could not offer the police a description of her assailant. Similarly, Miss Emily Glace, um, Margaret McCannanen, and Moira Singala were all similarly assaulted and deprived of one of their digits. Uh, most of these assaults took place in and around the Pichol district, or an, an area notorious for its ladies for the evening. Police have added a second patrol of that area. Right, gentlemen, we know where we're headed. Yes, that is, uh, well, mm. we definitely uh, need to check there. <laughs> a man going around removing the ring finger, removing and then bandaging up. I, I think I might need to bring, I might need to make sure I've got my uh, piece loaded if uh, we get into any trouble, if there is a oh, I've got mine as well. man going don't around. I don't want to wake up in a back alley with a missing finger. Wouldn't be the first time, Xavier. Remembering some of my studies of, of Freud, this man cutting off fingers. You know, sometimes a finger is not just a finger. I knew that was coming. This <laughs> makes me think we're dealing with someone with, with, some, with, some, with some childhood trauma and issues. But how could this be related to Clarence? Well, perhaps he's got some... Some, uh, some seriously wrong childhood issues. Or maybe there's another relative around. Or it could or just be Clarence. A, or, there's this, or there's David, this David fellow. Ah, he seemed harmless. Well, he seemed harmless to me as well, but, I mean, you know. But we've got one guy saying it was his well, finger was bitten off. And find out we, there's just, uh, a bunch of people getting their fingers cut off by some madman. This is going to sound odd, Liam. We're, we're the closest of friends out of all of us. Uh, and yeah. uh, you respect me, I respect you. But I'm kind of leaning into what Edward said about possession. What if? Bear with me, bear with me, bear with me, too. bear with me. I don't believe that malarkey either. But what if 
let's say one of the McDougal clan or whatever, mm. ghost is possessing people or something like that. I don't know. And having them cut off folks' fingers. Yeah, just replicating what they do. Right, let's let's go to the uh, the district. Hey, 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 hey! It is just a theory. And let's try and get a let's try and get a better description of of this man, because then that's going to help us narrow down potentially what we're looking at. Even if we get an average height or something along those lines, that's going to. Oh, all I'm saying, Liam, is. Edward will probably say the exact same theory that I was just saying, so you might as well have heard it from me rather than the crazy tarot-reading friend of us. Yes, but when we were in Harrow, we dropped Edward down the stairs too many times. The br- it's, there's nothing left in there. We, we've done too much damage. Oh, don't, All right. don't be that harsh on him. To the ladies! Man. And to- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to walk out of the <laughs> the uh, the doctor's uh, office and um, ask the the nearest person to the the directions to the to the the district with the women. After you, Alfred. After you. Oh, you're looking for a massage, are you? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. <laughs> um, a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll we'll play this last little out and then we'll stop. Um, uh, you head to the, I guess, the red light district. It's probably not got red lights, but um, it's not much. It's basically a slummier area of the, the town. Uh, it's not what you'd expect in a big city at all. It's, it's actually still rather wholesome. It's basically a couple of houses. And um, as you approach, uh, at first you don't see much activity. Obviously, the activity takes place at night, and it's only about 10 a.m. Um, but after you are in the area, you do notice at least a woman doing some laundry in her yard and hanging up knickers and things like that on a, on a wire. That She looks a little slutty. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, madam. Uh, no thanks, love. Uh, come back later this evening if that's what you're in for, because <laughs> I just don't got it in me this morning. Uh, no, we're not looking for that at the moment, but uh, uh, we're, we're um, inquiring about, um, we saw something in the papers about uh, uh, women with the missing fingers. She says, is that what you're in for, love? She holds up her hand like this. Oh, oh, you're, oh, well, we're, we're actually uh, investigators from London. A friend of ours up in uh, Duval has also had his finger removed. So we're, we're looking into this, this, uh, this man who seems to have uh, removed all your fingers. Well, I don't, can't tell you any more than I told the police. Well, uh, could, I, could I possibly uh, uh, take you for lunch or, or, or something? Or we, could, we could discuss... At uh, 10 o'clock in the morning? Breakfast and brunch, whatever you feel like. Look, love, I gotta get this stuff done. You know, I've got a big night ahead of me. <laughs> do, you do you have a question or do you want to ask me something or what? Do, do you remember anything about the man? A height? What he might have worn? Smelt like? Did he have oh. a beard? 
He's a fairly large man, uh, okay. tall, I mean, not necessarily heavy, but mm. uh, not thin either, fairly big man. Um, black hair, uh, big heavy coat, uh, uh, brown uh, derby hat. Um, okay. Seemed like a nice enough fella. But, uh, did, he have a, did he have an accent by any chance? Scottish accent. Scottish, okay. Uh, same as everybody else here except you. Um, that narrows it down. Yes, of course. And uh, uh, he says he he picked it up, picked us. He, she, she's basically telling you it's pretty much the same story for all of the prostitutes, and they've all talked yeah. about it. That he picked them up. Uh, they. Uh, Basically, we're going to go around the block, you know, the back alley or so, and then something whacked them. Uh, the, the when they they had their backs to the guy, he whacked them across the head, and then they woke up later in the alley, uh, not the same alley, somewhere quite a bit farther away, with their hand bandaged up and a missing finger. And it was and does, always the, does, always the ring finger. Does the finger hurt at all? Like you, like I mean, obviously it hurt. But... Says, well, I am used to a lot of pain, but yes, there are times when I swear to God I can feel the finger, and like something's chewing on it. But and she, you, you, maybe you can see that there's moments when she's sort of wincing, but she's very well practiced at not letting her physical pain get in the way of talking to a potential customer. Um, well, that's, that's all for now. Perhaps uh, uh, we'll be back uh, later. Um, we'll, we'll come visit uh, you and the ladies tonight. Um, Anytime. <laughs> and we might, uh, if, if you do see any, uh, any sign of the man, if you do think of anything, uh, if you s send word up to the, the Red Boar in and Duval, uh, we'll, we'll come and running. Uh, there'll be good money in it. All right. And I think that's where we will cut for the night. We pick this up again next week. Um, all right. So, where's my thing? Uh, our players included uh, Simon Benfey, Zane Fleming, Josh Harwood, Grant Dowell, and Magnet Bonecall with yours truly as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up uh, private games and you can learn the finer art of gameplay and game mastering. There is a link below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The cost of Bobble the Shore provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month will help us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. 
Until next time, good luck and good gaming.